up, everybody? Booze, Doritos. Booze, Doritos, Doritos. Booze, Doritos Comic Con. We're all set. That's it. This is the Chris Campana. That's me. All right. I don't have any Doritos or booze. And way in the background, we got a clean on. All right, and then uh, we have we have Terry cosplay over here. Yeah, there's Terry Cos. Hi. Hey guys. And we have we have uh, Viva Valentina here with like her. They're like some side some side ass here. Good side ass. Love side ass. That's right. Yeah. She's the or just the ass. <laughs> so far, and then, it's been like, like, pretty good aside from the loud music. Yeah, it has. So, uh, so this is four guys in a yeah, four guys in a comic. Four guys in a comic. I met yeah. you not this last year. You were born in Kansas City. What a great show, Planet Comic Con, moving to February in 2018. Yeah. I want to see you guys there. I will. I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there too. I'll be there as well. That's my regional con. So I may or may not be there. Yeah, but forget that. We're talking about NovaCon. Yeah. A con here in Tyson's Corner. I used to live here. I worked around here. Um, used to shop at this fancy ass mall attached to here. Never did I think I would see a Comic Con here though. Oh, I mean, there are definitely some Lambos in the lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you walk into the mall and it's like, so on your right is like a Prada, your left is a Cartier, like Louis, you know, Louis freaking, yeah. like, yeah. Louis and so if you need, yeah, you, I, you need a budget. Like 20 steps in, the stores start to become hard to pronounce. Right. That's what yeah, you they're know, all, you can't afford them all. They're all French and Italian. Right. Yes, yes. If it friend. doesn't say Target, I'm out. <laughs> but what I love is, uh, there's a, con we're at the Ritz Carlton right now. Yes. We're at a comic book convention. And the you know, Carlton. Yeah, yes. no, you guys have been to cons, like hotel cons specifically. Motel 6, Marriott's if you're lucky, yeah. Double Trees if you're lucky. I went to that Econo Lodge once. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've been in. Was, but it wasn't a con, it was yeah. something else that I didn't know. We've conned in the We've been in some absolute holes. The Ritz, not a hole. Like oh, four star no. hotel here. Yeah. So we're mixed in. Like I wrote down in the elevator, there's um. There's some kind of like Asian, like business, young business convention going here. So dudes in like, dudes in Armani suits mixed with like Harley Quinn suicide squad cosplayers. So the suits are like, what the hell is going on here? I love that. Do you think like if you're at a Ritz Carlton and you don't know the cons going on, you walk out of your room and you see just this like convoy of cosplayers. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking at that point at the Ritz? Well, well some people were asking like what's going on, how can they get in? Yeah, so they were. Kind of cool, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I mean, I'm thinking like porn porn convention. Yeah. It's funny because I'm actually a manager of guest services for a major hotel chain. And you actually are? Yeah. And we get uh, complaints all the time from people that stay at our more upscale hotels and then we have like Furry con or Mr. Leather or you know all those different. <laughs> <cons> <laughs> <are going. laughs> no, back, Mr. Back, Leather, back, Chicago. Uh, yeah. Mr. Leather. Mr. Leather convention. Go on. Yeah, okay, oh I mean. my God. And uh, yeah, there's a who's lot like of the guest star for uh, Mr. Leather convention. Right. Who's like the Norman Reedus of Mr. Leather? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Okay. It might even be Norman Reedus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, so the show itself is called Mr. Leather. Yes. Yeah. 
okay. Yep. Lots of lots of men. Lots of men and chippy leather. Yep. Assless chaps. Like that's that's at the low end. Yeah. You don't cosplay as Mr. Leather. That's your that's your right right. But so yeah, they have all these conventions, and then we get all bunch of complaints and stuff from 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 guests and say like, my child was in the elevator, and now I have to explain to my five year old what's happening at your hotel, and so yeah, it's it's funny. Tell your child to shut up. It's Mr. Leather. Yeah, yeah. Do you want free passes to Mr. Yeah. Leather? Like, so, I mean, it's a, like it's all children tend to know you're free. Yeah. Or they're just fancy. Hey, where can I get you know, babysitting service? My husband and I can go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just get to ask with There's a lot of uh, interesting conventions at hotels, and uh, we get to deal with the complaints. It's a good time. Love it. Love it. Question for you, actually. Last night, get to my hotel. Not staying at the Ritz Carlton. Get to my hotel. Spot of blood on my blanket. Oh, that's not good. Legit spot of blood. Oh, on wait, my just to back up, you're not staying here at the Ritz, no, correct? I'm not at the Ritz. Well, the Ritz. that's no, your own fault for being at the like the Super Eight, bro. No, I'm not at the Super Eight. That's like where they like film all the horror movies. I actually had a really good hotel, which is like a tenth of a mile from here. Right. Oh God, are you at my hotel? <laughs> I don't know. Does it wear like what a king wears? No, no, okay. we're good. We're good. So, the night's in? No. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. why are no. you outing them? There's blood on your blanket. <laughs> we go in the room. There's blood on the on the blanket. Okay. I call the room. I call the, the front desk up, and I'm like, "Look, man, this isn't a guy I was calling about like a hair in his pizza. There's a drop of blood on the blanket. I need you to come up here immediately." <laughs> so instead of like offering a copy of the room, he offers me free breakfast. Yeah. Well, like, what do you want? Like, they start low and work hard. What? Okay. What, what's around, what, what's around that I can't see right now? Right. Like, I can see the blood. So they didn't replace the blanket? No, they, they housekeeping came. Well, he okay. offered me like a king size room, and I was like, look, I, I just want the not CSI room. Right. Like, I just want. Sure. So they came up, and he came up with the house cleaner, and they like remade the bed in front of me okay. all awkwardly while I'm sitting there. Yeah. Watching them remake the bed. You know they gave you the jizz blanket, right? Yeah, he's like, yeah, this. Yeah, it's like, this is, he won't be able to see this. Black like the blanket when they had to fucking put it down. Yeah. But then he like, he's like, you know, here's two free breakfast cards. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't, I don't, I could leave and like just blow this place up. I comp, comp the night. Yeah. So. Did they? I checked this morning because he had to email the operations manager mm. and he's like, well, we're waiting to see. And I'm like, no, we're not waiting to see anything. <laughs> God, the blood stains. Right. So I'm waiting. Yeah. Oh, I, you're not getting a free night. <laughs> <laughs> no way. There are many factors. They don't know if it was your blood to begin with. I mean, there's it a... It clearly was old blood. It wasn't like new blood. They don't it know was, that. It was rusty colored. I made, a look, I made a look. I was like, this is not new blood. Well, now you just got to walk in recording every single time. So here's what here's so here's what you do then. The, okay, the way our place works is that the hotel has to handle it if you're in house. If you don't like what the hotel has done for you at a time of checkout, then you call their guest relations department, oh, which is like down. corporate basically. Yeah, you kick it up to corporate, bro. And then you talk to them, which is me. That's what I do. And so then uh, at that point, then we'll be like, yeah, that's not cool. And then usually you can. You know, I go get a into refund. that front desk tonight, and I say, you don't know. I have connections and guest relations at other hotels. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you down. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we're, we're 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 I want some extra points on my And by the way, I do want that breakfast because I've heard good things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this has happened. What would you do? 
Um, yeah, and me, I would, well, the first thing I would have to do is I'd have to contact the hotel and verify that it really did happen. Right. Okay. Um, and at that point when they say, yeah, okay, well, what'd you offer them? Well, we offered them breakfast. <laughs> so okay. at that point, what I have to do is I have to put myself in the guest shoes. And I'm like, okay, how would I feel if I was in that situation? Right. And uh, oftentimes, yeah, I'm going to offer a lot more than just a breakfast. So. Was, I'll tell you, he was no joke. He's like, look, please take these two free breakfast cards. I was like, I don't care about the breakfast. He was persistent. We took him because he was ridiculous about it. And then he offered me free parking, which was like saving me seven bucks. Right. Well, how was the breakfast? I didn't eat it. Why not? You know, it's free. Yes, God, I, I, that's what the bagel I was eating just now. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, oh, that's not even a good breakfast. It's a bagel. It's, it's, it's like a buffet thing, but but I got the bagel. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. if Sorry. this if this works, I'm bringing fake blood with me to every hotel. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was real blood. This was on the blanket. You move the roller thing, which, by the way, Wait, yeah, was it, it a point. drop of blood or was it like freaking Friday the 13th? No, I'm telling you, it wasn't like a crime scene, but there was a, there was like a, a bit of blood on the blanket. Oh, which, God. Wow. Are talking like a, a menstrual stain type of no, blood or somebody like, like give us Give us a scale. Like, was it like dime size? Like, yeah. like, like a it, it pinprick? Quarter size. That, oh, that's oh good shit. Okay. Quarter size Okay, well, all right. It's in the center. Like it wasn't on the corner where, like, you, like you, maybe you cut like your cuticle and like there was some blood, like when you're folding the blanket. Like it was like, it was like they wanted me to see it. Right. It's like your next camp, Blood's about to prove it. Yeah, I guess my thing is when the housekeeper's making the bed, how do you not notice that? Yeah. Unless she's yeah. like lactating blood. Like we're not, we're not getting. That's a different problem. She's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying that happened. Thank oh, you. all right. So it was like Johnny Depp in a Nightmare on Elm Street type blood. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, I'm sorry that. I mean, these are white people problems, but. I'm not, I'm not drinking a pumpkin latte while I'm telling you about it. <laughs> we don't know that. No one knows. Yeah. Let me sleep. And his long story short, having a great NovaCon. This is a really yes. good for a first year event. Oh, yeah, uh, it's really pretty, good. I'm pretty I'm, great I'm really crowd. With it. Yeah. And I didn't know, I went to AwesomeCon. I wasn't a guest this year. I went to have fun. And, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago. So I didn't know if the crowd would be the same there. But I, I, it's a totally different crowd here. You know, people went there, but I, it's a different area, uh, different audience. I think, it, yeah, I think it's great. I think this, uh, this area needed uh, a major convention. Yeah, no, yeah. that's really cool. I'm glad that we've been planning on coming here for about almost a year now, I think, because we jumped in on their Kickstarter campaign. Oh, cool. trying to fund it. Uh, yeah, we've been planning on, I don't know where the hell Rusty's at in Texas, doing nothing. Is Rusty on right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he's, he, he hears permission. us. He didn't get permission to come. He didn't get permission to come. <laughs> Is Rusty married? Uh, engaged, soon to be married. He gets What's married his name? next month. <laughs> 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 he, gets, he gets married. He gets married in uh, September. So. Yeah. yeah, we we know you're listening, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But. No, I think the show is cool. I think Kevin busted his hump getting a lot of people yep. in here trying to create a different vibe. Yeah. Uh, it's a. Uh, with every first year show, you never know what's going to happen, so you take a yeah. shot, you take a chance, and um, definitely some positives to build on. Mm. Definitely got a, a really cool vibe. People are very excited to be in the room. Yeah. So that's what's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's it's, uh, it's a different approach, and so far, I don't, I, you know, it's cool. Yeah, right. good job, Kevin and crew. Yes, Kevin and crew, good job. Good Happy faces walking in, happy faces walking out. Yes, we yeah. salute you, for sure. We do salute you. So you guys are four... Four guys in a comic. Four guys yeah. in a comic. There's three of you here in Rusty's. He's in Texas. So if you guys so, would be like, 
Fantastic Four, who would Rusty be? He'd, he'd be an Invisible Woman. <laughs> right, because we can't even see him right we now. Can't, yeah. can't even see him. And he's, got, and he's got the nice long hair. Yeah. Oh, he's got like golden locks. He does. He has yeah. beautiful golden locks. And firm breasts. Mm-hmm. Potentially, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's in Texas. I'm in Nebraska. I, haven't met, I was supposed to meet him, this, and he didn't come. So. Oh, all right. That's great. How, how many episodes you guys got? Uh, what are you up to? Uh, two years, so yeah, quite so a few. It's just under 300. 300? In two years? No, it would be. No, all together between volume one and two. Uh, oh, well, different volume. We, well, we did them. Yeah. Yes, actually, we have collections of them, man. Well, yeah, in the first year, there was like multiple, ep- there was like 10-minute episodes multiple times right. a week. Now sure. we just do just one episode. It's like an hour and a half, two hours long every Saturday. Yeah. So. And that, now why did you guys start? Uh, you gotta talk to them. I joined uh, after the fact. Uh, well, I had a chat room for comics at the time, right. and uh, so it was just a comic room. All the people would come in, and so I had uh, Nova Joe came in, and then uh, Alex was in there. We were just talking comics, and one night, one guy, I forget who it was. I think it was Alex. Was like, you know what? One night we should just get drunk and talk comics. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. But if we do that, why don't we record it? <laughs> you know, let's make it fun. And so we're getting ready to do something like that. I'm like, well, why don't we just make a podcast, make this yeah, regular, sure, this regular yeah, all the time? Well, we started doing the podcast, but we never got drunk. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we sort of learned eventually that um, there was a bad experience with people getting drunk once. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. The, yeah, there's a it's podcast of people that drink, and they got so wasted, it's we couldn't even drunk. air the podcast right. that we did with them. Bad bad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was like taking a shot, chugging it down with beer. Oh, my God. It was like that bad. You can, I'm actually going to go Facebook Live and just show you You can drink in pod, but you can't get drunk in pod. Yeah. It's, it's you can't. bad. You can't. It's bad. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah, like casually drinking doing is one thing. Right. Yeah, like hammered is uh yeah, hammer's not gonna work though. Well I'm glad you learned this quickly. Yeah. Since then we casually drink a little bit. Yeah. Well I think they go hand in hand for sure, so so yeah. This is fun. Yeah, we uh, I think um, for the most part we do interviews usually and uh, shoot the shit. All right, bust each other's balls. Yeah. Yep. AKA a podcast. Oh. I love it. We try to get Rusty to sell us on whatever Marvel book he's reading that doesn't work 99%. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what was the big one with, with the carnies? Uh, Hyperion. Hyperion. He tried to sell us on Hyperion for like six months. So it was he's like, yeah, he's fighting carnies, guys. It's great. <laughs> he goes, it's like a pink pen. Yeah, he's like, he's fighting carnies. I was like, wait, you're joking. He goes, no, really, he's fighting carnies. It's, all right. I, I haven't once read that book. Yeah. And we've been trying to get him for two years now to read Invincible. Oh my god, yeah. No, uh, Maybe drawn by the best artist working in comics yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Ryan well, he admitted he didn't like it that much. He got to issue, he got to like issue 30, 30 something. Yeah. 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 Alright, he gave it a shot then. Yeah, yeah 30 is a lot. Yeah. It took him two years to get to 30. But Rusty has a reading issue that we haven't, <laughs> we haven't addressed Rusty's other issue. Right. Yeah. Alright, well, invin- alright, I'll give you that. I mean, I love Invincible, but I don't know. It's great, yeah. Personally, as an artist, I see Ryan Otley, and I'm just... I met him last year in New York, and I was like, your work makes me hate myself and also want to be better. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, isn't that the point? I said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. You're you can draw right. brains blowing out better than yeah. I can. Right. It's just... I can get amazing. real artistic and, like, real, like, why he's so good, but I'll just, he's just very good. So. Yes. What's great with, like, 130 issues, too, you can see how much he changes, how much better right. his art style yeah. gets. Yeah. Right, ending at 144, though, correct? That's true. Like, that was yeah. a sad day for... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Still in tears. Yeah. 
wonder what he'll do next. Kirkman, uh, whatever he wants. Whatever he damn well wants now. Yeah, so. really. Whatever they both want. Really. Well, they got the Invisible movie coming out now. Yeah. So, see how that pans out. Yeah, as long as he keeps Walking Dead going, because that means more comic book fans. So, like, you know, selfishly, uh, yeah, keep it going, Robert. Keep it going. I love it. But unfortunately, it. a lot of those people come up, oh, there's a comic book? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> That that works out for us, so yeah. that definitely yeah. works out for us. I love it. That's been happening a lot this con, where people will we'll start talking to people and we'll say like, "Oh, do you read comics?" Oh, nope. I just like the movies. Oh. What up? What's up, everybody? Hey. Yeah, I was talking to Amy Chu, writer Amy Chu, who was at San Diego. She was saying there are people coming up to her table. They're like, "What's this?" Like, "Uh, that's a comic book." Like, there are people. I can't explain. I mean, it happens. We talked to people. I know San Diego, been yeah. a long time, but we talked to people and they were like, yeah, we, I don't, we, we don't really know what a podcast is. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. They're, they're catching on. Yeah. They're catching on. We'll rule the yeah. earth soon. Very soon. I, I had somebody come up to my table recently at a show, and I have a, I have a Civil War print that has, like, Spidey in his regular suit, and half of it is the Iron yeah, Spider yeah. suit. Yep. Oh, and, that's gorgeous. And, thank you. And, and the dude's like, what's this? And I'm like, it's, it's the Iron Spider suit. He's like, that's not the suit Tony gives him in the movie. Like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 in the, in the no. legit comic. Yeah. Like, this right. is actually Ten what, years ago, and this <laughs> book was written. Yeah. So this is exactly what really happens, but, you know, it, it's... Movies are good for, for shows and attendance, but I think in some ways... We've talked about this. Sure. So, you know, you got to educate it's a, people. It's yeah, fun, though. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. No. The good thing about, like, smaller shows like this, like NovaCon and some of the other shows that you go to is... Like you can really have conversations with people and say, "Hey, yeah, no, this is what this is where the comic came from. This is where the movie is based loosely on." And you know, we create comics, we write this stuff, and, and most people want to find out about that stuff. They they want to know about where it, you know where the fandom really lies. Right. They want to delve into it. So, I dig that stuff. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. Smarter, being sounding smarter than other people. Yeah, don't be that don't be that person who's like. Only seen the movies and calls like yeah, readers, like thirty-year readers out on shit. Right. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, yeah. That ain't gonna, that ain't gonna fly. That ain't gonna fly. Yeah, not yeah. at all. We were actually last week uh, the episode dropped with Rotten Friends, and he was talking about like, even like in the early '90s and mid '90s when uh, all the comic card collections were big, the Marvel Universe cards. And he was saying that they'd go do all these school talks and everybody would be so excited about the characters and they knew everything about the characters. Like, this is great. They're reading the books. He goes, no, they're not. They're reading it. They're fucking looking at cards. Right. <laughs> he goes, they know, he goes, you know we make books, right? That have, oh, I don't want to read the book. I just want to collect the cards. So. I, well, I, I think the, the one thing I am a little concerned about is that the way shows are going and the way comic sales are going, you can speak to this. Sure, sure. I am a little worried about the new reader. I am a little worried about us getting the the, the, the thrill of getting that comic book in hand still. Right. Digital is cool, but... No, you want that physical issue, yeah. Yeah, it touch and feel, smell it. I think we're losing that a little bit, though. Well, I think it's moving to the trade paperback more so. Yeah, which is, that that's fine. That, as yeah. long as a physical copy yeah. that you buy at Jansom Bob's Secret yeah, Stash. So. <laughs> Where is that? Jansom Bob's Secret Stash, 35 Broad Street, Red Bank, New Jersey. 732-758-0508. Seems like you know where that is. I, I've been there once or twice, yes. The thing about the trades, though, people who wait on trades, that's why single-issue copies are up so high. 
yeah. because people wait. Yeah. And nobody's buying those single issues. Right. So they got to try to maximize profit on yeah. the single issues. Right. And then they can't because I, everybody's I, waiting on the trade. I have this theory it's going to move to digital for single issues. And right. then the trades will be the physical that people get. And the hardcovers, because those seem to sell really well as well. Mm-hmm. Didn't DC just come out with something saying they are going to go a little bit away from the monthly and put right. more time? Like digital and exclusives. Yeah. And, yeah. On the artist and making the artist as important as the writer in some way and and, and, and doing something. That I thought, I, yeah, I like two years ago they said something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, let's see what happens. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it is what it is, but I just... Right. Yeah. I've mentioned it a few times, but that's what like European comics do. They just take like five or six months, put out like a 90, 100 page book. Really? Yeah. Artists get to take their time. It gets super detailed. You know, you're not worried about that. Right. Deadlines. Deadline. And, yeah. That, that's a, that's a, a better format for, for me personally. Sometimes the turnaround is so quick. Yeah. I, I've spoken with a bunch of interior guys who the work they do sequentially is not their best work. Right. It just isn't. Because right. of when they get the script or when they get whatever they're getting. You have a bad week, you're like, sick, and then it's like... You still got to meet the deadline. Yeah. You got to be professional to meet the deadline. So yeah. it's... It, that'd be cool if there was more time to do it. But then you're, you're a little afraid of losing your readership. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, but anyway, we're getting too serious. Let's talk about Nova. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for us, good uh, after party tonight. You got the lip sync tonight, you're dude. You're hosting it tonight. I'm hosting an after party tonight. Yeah, apparently there's a lip sync battle, so we'll, yeah, we'll, well see what happens. They tell me nothing, so yeah. We, I think we should, I think, because I'm going to totally invite myself into this. I think we should make teams, and then there should be choreography. You watch way too much TV, bro. You're on TV. Dancer stars. <laughs> I know, but you wait, you watch way too much lip sync battle because I don't I think do. it's gonna be like I that. I love lip sync battle, by the way. That's See, great. it's great. I never heard of it until today. Yeah, yeah I was telling about it. You had never heard the hell I was talking about. What the hell have you been doing? You know, I read I, comics. I don't watch TV. In the Fantastic Four. Which one are you? <laughs> not Mr. Storm. Fantastic. Not Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> not Reed Richards. Not the Swiftest. <laughs> yeah, I guess that'd be Johnny Storm then. He's Johnny Storm. kind of a dullard, so like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <sighs> well, we'll see. Uh, I'm hearing the room is not that big, so I'm hearing the party may spill out in the lobby, the hallways, the, ho- the entire like hotel. So get there. Oh, I I think it's a Ritz. They got enough alcohol. Yeah. But, yeah. So ladies, line up for your fireball shots. I'm buying. But chicks only, because I ain't buying no dudes, no fireball shots. We've talked, about shots. <laughs> We've talked about buying drinks for women plenty of times. I personally don't believe in it, being believable. Sure. Well, I'm a gentleman, and, you, and I know you're, you're a scumbag. <laughs> I'm like, a dude, sir. I'm also, I'm also very frugal. And that's, I no, that's good. You're, yeah, no. Unless they're going to spend at least 10 minutes talking to me. I'm not just going to go just buying drinks for everything. Right, you know? right. I'm far too nice, I agree. But You hey, are a sweetheart. I'm you're far too nice. than I am. Right. Person. That's definitely true. Right. Oh, yeah, I've gotten played for shots sort of, and beers and, yeah, hey, but whatever. Whatever. You have whatever. a good time. Have a good time, yeah. Your thoughts on so, that? So, uh, yeah. I, well, before I was married, I was, uh, I was a gentleman. So, a gentleman, yeah. a gentleman caller. No. Yeah. Now he's No, uh, no. I'm actually pretty lucky. My wife's awesome, and she loves all like the. Like, is she listening right now? Is that why? Probably not. Oh. She could care less. <laughs> I don't think. I don't she think might. she's. I don't think she's ever once listened to any of my podcasts. I'd be. I'd be fucking shocked if she was. To be honest with you, I'd like have a heart attack right now if she was. Um, she's not into this stuff at all. Uh, she's very supportive, but she's not into it at all. 
But you know, I didn't have to go with me. I was a gentleman. I was gotta be like, I was frugal as shit though too. Right. So I, I wouldn't do every girl. I would be like, <laughs> oh, you're cool. Okay, now. I'll do and that. if they're talking to you for a little bit. Then go ahead and buy that drink. Yeah. You just can't go yeah, buy a girl drink because they're totally free. Right. Sorry. Yeah. You should get them yeah. to buy you a drink. But then again, no, man yeah, has, man has the comic book men money, though. Yeah. So. I can, I can, <laughs> eh, I, you know, $5 fireball shot, I can do that. Like, not the, I'm not doing Patron Silver. Like, <laughs> 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 with, with, with Ming, they're staying longer. You want some anyway, Aftershock, Ming? It's a Mad Dog 2020. be with. You know, they're, yeah. they're, he's, so they're, they're staying for long. For me, it's like if I get five minutes out of a girl before I buy her a drink, it's like, well, you want to marry me? Yeah. <laughs> we spent way too much time with me. I feel like we know each other. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a Novacon guest, Kelly Hoop, I'll buy you the Patron Silver. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, like, yeah. I'll just watch her drink it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Chris will be there to watch her drink it. <laughs> yeah. Guy by the pillar. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> 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 no, mind you, I'm in a room with like ten dudes. There's not a trace of female in here right now. No females in here. None. No oh, females in here. Yeah, she rolled out. Yeah. Why did she leave? Yeah. I know. Why did she leave? Yeah. I don't understand why she would leave. Yeah, why did she leave? I was about to buy her a shot. Maybe she's at the bar waiting for you. She maybe. Oh yeah. I also don't want to get my ass kicked. So. Anyways. All right. Okay. Yeah, she's a lot taller than you. Wow. Much, much taller. God bless her. Yeah. Did you see her roll? That was my wife. Yeah. She's six one. She's taller than me. Blocked out the sun. I didn't see anything. What are you talking about? How tall are you? Six foot. She's got you. Yeah, she does. She's very proud of it, Charlie. Yeah. Especially when she like takes one step up. I'm still taller than you. Oh, really? How many guys have been married? Uh, this year will be 10 years. 10 years yeah. All right, congratulations, man. Congratulations. About 10 years. She's been wearing the pants for 10 years. Yeah. You guys can probably share pants. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can share pants. Uh, this is great. Uh, I do want to make note of the room that we're in. Um, some dude just like literally grabbed a suite. And like he bought food and booze for everybody. So throw it out there. It's Comic Logic, Ashburn, Virginia. You gotta throw it out there. Yeah, Comic Logic sponsored like unofficial like party room. Yeah. 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 Apparently they voted for all the vendors and guests and yeah. Yeah, this is really cool. There's over probably a thousand dollars of food that's already been ordered in this room and just for us to come up and equal amount of booze. So yeah, thank you, Comic Logic. Seriously. That's the awesome. truth. Seriously. No, they, they definitely, you definitely run into shows where they don't take care of you as much as, they're, they're putting their best foot forward as far as Oh, sure. Oh, we've been to those shows, man. We like, have like, yeah. shows where, like, you can't even get a water. No. You can't get a water. Yeah. They just, you just, oh, you got to pay 10 bucks. Like, we went to Tidewater and they charge you, like, there's absolutely nothing because you have to pay for everything. This year, I'm not allowed to bring in drinks. You're not allowed to bring in food. You have to buy from. And there were vendors who were scared. They were scared about it. Is that a deal? We have to talk to people at the Tidewater. Some vendors don't even want to go back anymore. Yeah. Actually, I've run into a few dealers that have said that they don't want to do that. It was like Riley Brown. He was like, "Forget, I'm done here." Yeah. We did really well when we were there, and we had fun, and it was nice. But like, like I said, there were there were vendors who were scared because of how strict they were with food, and like, dude, like you know, some people have like medical issues, like they need water. That was ridiculous. Like in Rotor. Very easy. 
I, I, I food, was, I will sandwiches, say Chick Fil A. Yeah, there's a guy downstairs that's selling. He's selling soda for like two dollars and popcorn for like two dollars and candy for a buck. Yeah. And if you go to the actual place, the hotel place, it's like five dollars. Right. There's like so many of the vendors. The Pepsi bottle was this big, but it cost for five dollars. Right. And then they sell it for a buck in the in the Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I heard like really, really good things about Tidewater for the first three years the show went. I didn't go until this past year, and I just think he was, personally, I can't speak for him. He was, he was good to me. Uh, I just think he was. I think they were in a growth year. Because they had grown so big, I guess they were in a new hall. It was something with the fire marshal. A new hall. The fire marshal was really tough on them as far as like layout and stuff like that. And and they, I think they did their best, but as much as the convention center. Yeah, I think it was the convention center more than them because he he personally cares about you know Mike gives a crap about the people who go on the show. It uh. And again, I'd only heard good things. It wasn't their their shining moment as a show, but that's one of those things where I, I think I think there's this thing where because cons are so popular, everybody thinks you can just run a con. Oh sure, yeah. yeah that's, and a con that big where you have twenty five thousand people. Yeah, you, you, you can't you can't just run a con. There's so many things that are going on behind the scenes that you are unaware of. That, you know, when there was theft, you had there were like cops that show up. Power. Yeah, there was something like forty seven cops at the end of that. Yeah, there was theft there. There was a bunch of theft at Awesome Con two years ago too. A lot of people who had volunteered for the show were actually stealing lockboxes from behind these tables. Okay, we heard about that. So when we did Awesome Con, we actually put grid wall. Yeah. across the front yeah, of our table so you couldn't crawl in the Yeah, people were just ganking, ganking yeah, cash we, boxes. We actually, we actually... Dory in show. Yeah. Like, yeah. people who were, like, volunteers sure. were, like, watching your table. And right, they would just gank money, so yeah. People you normally would trust, you know, you think, oh, this is cool, and they steal all your stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've like left laptops on our table. Yeah, no shit. I left my phone on the table. I wasn't mean to, but I, I left my phone on the table. We were walked away for a while. And, and yeah, I, we've been good here. It's been great. Yeah. For the most part, it is. It's free water. You go, somebody's going to do something. Well, you're also in the Ritz Carlton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hotel was We're not at my competitor. So how did you and Ming end up meeting initially? Were you guys meet through cons or because you guys have known each other a while? I think so. It was one of the Wizard Worlds. I think we met, and then yeah, we don't live that far from each other, so we saw each other a lot. And then Chris started coming to the store, and yeah, we just it was yeah, it was bound to happen. Yeah, and then we then uh, our first night together was special. Oh yeah. No, no, we uh, <laughs> bought each other shows. <laughs> <laughs> we did the show. Yeah, the show we argued. Yeah, about yeah, he yeah. did the show. He was on Comic Book Man one season. Yeah. One episode. And then um, I don't know. Like the thing is, like we share a lot of the same interests, and yeah. And Ming's just a good dude. Like it's very difficult. And I'm not just kissing his ass because he's in front of me because we've been friends for a bit now. I'm right. Not but he's just an easy dude to know and he's like a welcoming sort of just yeah that's cool let's just chill you know and that's, and that's just an e when you do as many shows as I do and you've been around for a little bit you can run into a lot of people who are this persona publicly but they're really this privately oh, yeah. and Ming's not that way Ming's just <laughs> Ming's just that cool dude out of like all he's the exactly, guys on that TV show he's the guy I like the most Zapsic's also one of them not just because you're sitting in the same room yeah. right yeah of course yeah yeah thank you thank you very much I, I, I love me some Mike Zapsic alright so I, you know but uh what about no, that's, Brian? What about that's Brian? how we became friends and we've just been yeah, we've been together ever since <laughs> 
Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I've only met you, uh, I met you like two years ago, and you seemed really cool, yeah. and um, all the fan experiences and things that I've ever seen, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about you ever. He um, has them killed. Oh, okay. Right, so, well, yeah. Aside from, aside from the bad stuff they say on the show, aside from Brian and Walton, aside from them, uh, nobody, fan-wise, nobody's ever said anything bad, um, ever, and uh, I think that's rare. I don't think I've ever really seen someone that, like, quote-unquote celebrity status that hasn't ever had a negative experience, so that's awesome, and I think also putting yourself out there on the podcast, too, I feel like people probably feel like they know you way better than what they really do. Oh, sure, yeah. Put yourself yeah. out on the podcast. Yeah, but I'm going to podcast no matter what. Like, so, I, like yeah. I've been listening to you now for a few years, I'm like, oh, man, Ming's like my friend. No, he's not. Like, <laughs> he doesn't fucking know you, dude. Like, but he's just, that's what happens when you put yourself close, out there Close enough. Podcast. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. He'll be your friend when you meet him. Right. Yeah. They actually happen to hear us a few times on a on ISO Comics. Oh yeah, dude. I listen to you guys all the time. Oh thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate ISO it. Comics, appreciate Mike, it. I listen to it constantly. Appreciate it. Yeah. Just have you ever have you ever though had one of those off days where you're at a show and you have to be I don't think it's ever happened. Has it ever happened? I don't think it's ever happened. That's cool. No. That's cool. That's why you're easy enough to know. No, that's why uh, you know, everyone's like, Oh that guy was an asshole, maybe he's having an off day. He's like, No, he wasn't. He's just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> You don't come on. So every day's an off day for that person. Yeah. There yeah, that's a, that's such an excuse. That's such a bullshit excuse. It's true. There should be like a certain line you don't cross and if you're a douche you just become a douche. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh it's yeah, that I, I believe that's that's hundred percent true. Yeah, you're not you don't have off days where you like you just become an asshole for a day. And then you're okay the next day? Maybe you caught no. him a bad day, honey. No, he's a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's just yeah. a dude. Right, yeah. I don't believe in that at all. It's such an excuse. Such a lame excuse. That's so. the experience for fans. Like, as a fan, when I meet somebody, you find out, like, you know, you have this image in your head of what this person is like. You've seen them at shows and other stuff, and then they are just completely rude and obnoxious. As a fan... You know, now, you know, especially for, for younger fans, that just crushes them. And it's yeah. like in, a, in an industry where it's it's based on, you know, these are the things that we like, we all share in common, right. we all come here for the same commonality, and then you got that one person that just ruins it. You know, that's a great downer. So it's like, I, I, having that experience is really rough. Did you have a rough experience? Is that? We're getting into something else. Yeah. Something going on. We know your wife is six one. We yeah. get it. Yeah. 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 Start using lipstick. Yeah. 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 Awesome yeah, the blind wino. Yeah, great party, so, by the way. <laughs> I honestly, they should have it there again. Oh yeah. Go with the fucking Hard Rock Cafe. Go back to that. Like, I I agree. Whatever the fuck was, it was dope. But I saw you. You came in. You like, dude, that's a badass costume. Yeah. Out of nowhere, and I was like, holy shit, like. Well, you look like a badass. <laughs> but still, it's like, and it was cool because it's like, this dude knows, you know, doesn't know me from Adam, and he was like, hey, that's really cool. He could have been like. A totally douche, just like everybody. Like an elitist, just yeah. Like everybody, yeah. everybody's been saying, like, get out of my way. Yeah. yeah. I'm a star. What made me like irritated was the fact that, like, then I watch comics and I'm like, dude, they just bash Ming. Like, <laughs> thank you, you got my back. Thank you. Like, thank you. It's not right. I'm like, that's yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, he's a, you're, you're a cool dude, and then you, you walked by my booth earlier, and you're just like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Really cool friends. I was like, thanks. Yeah. And that was it. And I was just like, just 
the fact that you stopped and just had the time to say something, mm -hmm. that was nice. Yeah, yeah no problem, man. But you haven't done that with our booth, man. What's up with that? <laughs> 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 oh, I gotta come by and like make the rounds, like with every booth, yeah, like every now. fucking booth. Yeah. Yeah. You don't fucking do it. You're a douche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I can't write about me. All right. Duly, duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> Sucks, you guys every booth. Nice booth, move on. Nice booth. Nice booth. Sucks. We're nice. celebrating me being an actual okay person. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks. We're in yeah. Such a world where we're celebrating you being a good dude. I know. That's just, just be the fucking norm. That's how it is, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so, how it is. Like, at Awesome Con, you did swing by our booth. Yeah, that was really awesome. Yeah, now that's it. It's over now. It's over. What have you done for me lately? generation <laughs> so how often does it happen to you because you are so friendly and so personal right so how often does it happen where a, a year two years something like that later somebody runs into you and they're like man oh it happens all like, the time yeah i don't fucking remember you i <laughs> yeah I, I try i try but yeah it's tough it's a lot of people so well, you also yeah. do a shit ton of cons too, i do so yeah. yeah you're a busy man yeah yeah i do plus like the dudes i don't remember the dudes yeah after a while all the nerds look alike yeah. Like fat nerds, your thin nerds, nerds with glasses, nerds with caps turned around, nerds with caps not turned around. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but it's fun. All fun. Yeah, it's, 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 it's for, it's for the love of the game, man. And I gotta say too, man, you, I was actually really excited to, to meet you at this con. Because like I said, I heard you on the show numerous times. So when I saw that you were gonna be here, I was super stoked. I was telling these guys, like, oh my god, we're across from fucking Chris Campana. This is gonna be dope. I can't wait to talk to him. And, we heard uh, that like ten times. Yeah, you guys came over like right away. I was stoked. And then when we went over there and we started talking to you and whatnot, and we, he was talking about you know commissions and stuff, and just how open and honest and stuff you were about commissions. You're like, look, don't douche me, I don't douche you. Let's fucking we'll make it work. Yeah. I, that was such a cool approach that I don't see a lot of artists take. So that was also really really awesome. I appreciate that. I I, I think uh, on my end of it, you guys pay my bills. So it's it's. Utterly douchey if you don't appreciate the person who chooses your table when there's a thousand tables to choose from at any show. You have to, you have to be humble and, and just like that's awesome. There's so many choices to, to pick from. And yeah. they, they choose your table, you know, you gotta be appreciative of that because these people are paying money for things that when you were ten years old you wanted to do and now you're doing it and these fucking people care about it. You have zero right to be a dick about it. You gotta be a hundred percent just appreciative and thankful for every single person that comes to your table. Otherwise, you get the hell out of the show. Oh, unless you like don't make enough money. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally your own fault. Yeah. Unless you go without a profit. Unless there's zero attendance, if you don't make money on a show, it is totally your fault because you are not doing a good job of selling. Yeah, I hear you. Stand, so yourself. Stand up and sell your shit. People who don't do anything, they don't engage with customers. Oh, they sit there, they're all quiet. And they'll say they had a bad show. Yeah, and they're, they're, like, they're, like, they're like, like, the customers are creeped out by them. And I'm like, dude, you gotta engage, you're gonna be funny. Like at our booth, man, people are like excited, they come in, we're always full. And like, we always joke with the customers. Yeah, you can. I love seeing all the artists, though. So that's the best part to me, is like you just said that. When I was growing up, you look at all the artwork and all this cool stuff, and you go around, you see all these people like put themselves out there, and it's like that's actually very brave. Yeah, you know, you're putting yourself out there for ridicule, sure. or 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 just just you never know. Right. And the fact that you're doing it, like, dude, more power to you. Keep doing it. Don't stop. That's awesome. Thank you. That's you know, I appreciate that. So I do have one one com 
related question here for you. So I kind of asked this to, to Jim O'Reilly earlier too. Mm-hmm. Your guys' are yours and Jim's and stuff is is twenty thousand times better than a lot of the shit you've been seeing in interior art and Marvel lately. All right. Okay. Now there's some awesome Marvel art. I'm not knocking everybody, but there's definitely you open it up and you go, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> so my question is is how can we get you guys into these books so that way we can start enjoying them more? Like, for instance, I'm just going to throw it out there. Edge of Venom verse. Right. Covers are gorgeous. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous covers. You open up that book, start flipping through it, and you're like, oh, what is this? So, I'm going to answer this as honestly as I can. Okay. Because you never want to burn bridges with certain things. Well, fair enough. Right. I, you never know what's going on behind the scenes. You never know how late a script was. You never know uh, how many times the editor was, was on that artist and what the crunch was. Maybe that artist only had two and a half weeks to get 24 pages done, so they're not doing their number one work to get it done. So that's one thing. A good penciler can be ruined by an inker or a colorist. So if you're not seeing the finished pencils and you're just seeing the finished product, you may have lost some stuff in, in the process. So we don't know. You that know, is true. We don't know about that part. The, the other side of it is, and I worked on a book for DC, and I legit said to the editor, but this isn't proper storytelling. And they said to me, we just want to be able to license the stuff. It doesn't have to be proper storytelling. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are a lot of meetings that go on that, that you're just, the, the, the person who's not in that room, they're just honestly just unaware of. Wow. You know, and, and it's, it's just, that's the way it is. To get those gigs, I will tell you, those artists who you think aren't talented, some of them, yeah, there's some guys who... I'm not saying they're not talented. Everybody's no. talented than I am. I can't draw a fucking stick figure. So everybody's way more talented than I am, and right. I will always respect people. But there's definitely a thing where I'm like, there's so many great artists out there that I don't feel they're getting the recognition they deserve. But it's, and it's like, why are... But that's also up to the fans. See, the problem is... that. We can't, you can't be looked at as only a good artist if you work for Marvel and DC. Like, I have oh, no, that's not, not what I'm saying. saying. You're saying that. But, like, I've worked for DC. I've worked for IDW. I, you know, I, I, I'm currently doing something now with somebody I can't mention until the script comes in August, in the middle of August. And I got something else that I can't mention until that comes through. But everybody out there is obviously doing the best work they can. And, and, and you know, everybody's trying. It's everybody's dream or whatever. We don't know what goes on and how much those pages are edited prior to going. The only way to really find out how good the artist is is to ask them to do a sketch of the show. Draw it in front of me. Let me see. Let me see if you got any chops. In, in a half an hour, can you turn something out that's at least you know pretty good? Well, I mean, consistency yeah. is a big thing too. If they're consistently yeah. drawing poorly, it sort of gives you that. Right. But look at Todd McFarlane's Coyote work. It was garbage. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody loved Todd McFarlane. Yeah, I know. It's great. So he grew as like an that. artist. Well, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they yeah. see yeah. something in that artist where they're like, as there's a potential here. Yeah. You know, and Stephen Platt started on Moon Knight when Moon Knight was going to get canceled, and everybody yeah. was like, "Wow, Stephen Platt!" Yeah. I personally didn't like his art. You look at his art now; it's fantastic. And, that, and Jay Lee, when he started out, he was doing Submariner, and that was some of the roughest work I've ever seen. Right. When we had that in our store, unfortunately, he actually came into our store, and <laughs> it, it was it was it was a rough time because you know it wasn't that good. But if you look at his work now, yeah, wow, you would never know that that's the same artist. You look, you look at Nola. Yeah, you know uh, the trade paperback I had come out last year. It's nowhere near the book I had come out last month. Well, it seems it's to just, me, like, you know. the independent, uh, just in my opinion, because there's, like, such a vast array of independents, there's always really nice artwork in the independents. There's always really horrible artwork, too. Sure. There's so much. But I've always felt that there's, 
just much better artwork in the independents than Marvel. You know, because it, it, because how Marvel has to pump stuff out regularly. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a lot of licensing stuff. It, the money is not in the comic books. The money is in the licensing. Yeah. And and but those guys, all those artists, I'm sure are talented in their own ways. Me personally, I haven't worked with Marvel because they've never seen my stuff. Never submitted to Marvel. Not so you just have no interest really? in it. Is that what I've never DC? showed them stuff. Well, DC, I got the gig because a mutual artist friend of mine okay. offered me. The gig I just got recently yeah. is from a guy who was an editor for DC. He now works for somebody else. He liked my stuff. I got that gig. I get work just by. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. Right. Yeah. That's really what it is. So you don't know how these. I I will never. Look, before I was in, and I'm not saying this is why you said it or why anybody says it. Before I was in, I would open up a comic like, this is trash. I hate this work. And then I got my first deadline. And then I drew my first hand that was bad and realized I cannot obsess about this hand because I've got to get to the next page. Because I've got to get a page and a half done a day. And guess what? The, the script is late. There's rewrites. I gotta redraw six pages. So when that started happening, then I realized maybe these guys didn't suck as bad as I thought they sucked. There are some artists that they're absolute trash. But but that's the other side of it that I didn't that I didn't know. So when I do see guys who I've come up with who aren't getting mainstream gigs and they're not able to survive doing shows, I do feel for them. But you never truly know what's going on behind it. That's not the same thing with independents because generally they have longer times. And they yeah. have a lot of time. Problem with independents is you well, can't get that fan base though. I said it. Yeah. I don't think I said it to you, yeah. but yeah. I said here's the question I'll I'll pose to you. Okay. And you tell me what you think. All right. Okay. So we know going to shows that more people buy Marvel and DC stuff than any independent. Sure. Yeah, Unless absolutely. you're like Skybound. Right. Sure. If Stanley today had a Spider-Man book on his table. Right. Okay, today. Okay. Same great character. Same great everything. Right. But he was self-publishing it. Stan's publishing company. Oh, right. How many people would walk past that table and not buy that book because they didn't have a Marvel or DC logo? Sure, sure. So how many indie books are being missed? Oh, a lot. A ton. So associated with yeah. those big companies. Yeah. yeah. So That's where the fan is responsible for taking a chance, and maybe it's our job to educate them better. Uh, oh, sure, yeah, you got to pitch. You got to get the pitch going, too. Yeah. So, you know, like, why don't I drop? Podcast, we get writers coming to us all the time. Hey, read our book. I'm an independent guy. This is what I got. And we're like, okay, yeah, we'll take a look at it. You know, sometimes we're like, okay, yeah, that's nice. I've Other times we're just like, oh, my God, yeah. why yeah. doesn't everybody uh, read this? Right. I discovered yeah. one of my favorite indie titles ever from that. Uh, a guy... David Gallagher yeah, sent us over um, a book by a guy named Ken Marcus, uh, Superhuman Resources with Action Lab Comics, and it was by far one of the funniest fucking books I've ever read in my entire life. Action Lab is getting some love right now. And I absolutely love it. And Ken actually drove up last night, an hour and a half, just to come hang out with us for a couple hours because he appreciated all the love that we gave his book. And he's just the coolest guy. And it, I agree. It's so good. And I, I don't know why people don't know more about it. It's frustrating for sure. It's hard to get the word. When you're smaller, it is, yeah. it really is. Yep, just keep plugging away. Yeah, there's so many great independents that don't get coverage. The stories are beautiful, they're more for like not like mature, but not like you know, like X rated. They're just like more detailed stories than Marvel and DC will put out. But it just makes that independent writer have to work harder at doing things like the podcast, the interviews, yeah, yeah. and get just get, get that get his comic out there. Yeah, yeah. The, la the last thing I will say about it is. The, is the, point, the hardest part is getting distribution because when you get into Diamond, oh, wow. 
who has a monopoly on distribution. When you get into Diamond, you have to get a certain amount of orders to get carried consistently through Diamond. And because comic book sales aren't as strong as they used to be, the comic book store owner has a tough decision to make. They say, well, am I going to order this book that nobody knows about and get their orders up and are enough stores going to make that decision? Or am I going to order 20 more copies of Spider-Man right. and give that wall space? So, because we know Marvel's all about taking up wall space. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that, that's my thought on it. But yeah, you're right. Uh, well, I appreciate the, the honesty in that because uh, you, you helped me understand a little bit better. You brought up some very valid points that I never even thought about before because I'm not an artist, yeah. and I, so I appreciate it. No, and I, and I thank you for liking my work. It's just it's, it's just so many things. Trust me, if Marvel called me out tomorrow and was like, you know why you work on Moon Knight, I'd be like, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, obviously. And it's Moon Knight. So. Yeah, Moon Knight's amazing. I love it. But. Right. All right, cool. Well, thank thanks, guys. guys. Yeah, this no, thank you guys very, very much. Yeah. I greatly appreciate it. Anytime. It's, it's been a blast. So we'll definitely be there tonight doing some lip sync battle. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. probably, probably be there early so I can make sure I get the fuck in there because apparently it's going to sell out. That's what I'm hearing. So, yeah, get there. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Recording now, Rusty? I'm recording. Okay. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Four Guys in a Comic. We are at NovaCon, and uh, with us right now, we have uh, Tyrone Selby, author, creator of Elements of Light. Sir, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited. Hi, everybody. Hey. hey. It's literally four, four guys in a comic now. It, it is. is. Before yes. it was three, but yeah. now we have four. Yeah, we, we decided to let Rusty back This is on. a weekend of firsts, I think. I mean, this is like the first interview we've had where the person in we're interviewing is actually yeah. in the room. Yeah, yep. that is true. Because all of us live in different areas, and so everything's always done via Skype or yeah. Yeah. Zoom, and, whatever. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. And NovaCon's been nice. First year? Yeah, first year. Year one. Yes. It's been yeah. great. We're just missing one guy. Yeah. Rusty. <coughs> yeah, sorry. You know, I, Officer Reagan on the state lines, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to come to Kansas City next year? Yes, I am making that an extreme point to make that I will be at Kansas City. We're going to make it happen. All right. It's a it's point, on, not... It's on the prenup. It's on the prenup. It's on the prenup. But yeah, uh, no, first year NovaCon. Yeah. It has been awesome. A lot it's of great, great stuff going on out there. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. How's the con been treating you? Um, the con has been great. Um, it's day two now. It's the middle of the day. Uh, it's about two o'clock and I'm pretty much almost sold out of books. That's awesome. That's nice. Really That's um, what you want. Yeah. I just came from a, I just put on a workshop for writing and creating interesting characters in comics and film. Um, really, really well received. Uh, the room was packed wow. and um, had a lot of interesting questions and comments. And you know, I could not get through the entire presentation. Wow. Like wow. that's just how much like there was a lot of dialogue in the in the workshop. So yeah. that was really, really fan. The, the guy that uh, moderated for me uh, was like, "You should have had two hours because oh, wow. I." I just there was that much interaction yeah. and that much mm -hmm. material that I, I should have had two hours. 
That's so awesome. what were some of the good questions that came out of that? Um, so a lot of the questions came from, so I, from, from a writer's standpoint, um, I like to write uh, with interesting characters and that is what fills my story. I don't think about the story first, even though I have the general premise of the story, but I let the characters populate how the story will play out. And that's why I was driving home in my workshop. Um, so a lot of the things were that were asked were people asking, how do you make this one character not be one dimensional? Or how do you exactly make the characters drive the story and I went went through that by making each character have multiple archetypes like letting your protagonist not just be the protagonist but also be the confidant or the love interest or comic relief like each character in your story should have different percentages of every archetype not just being one archetype like uh, having a comic relief just for the sake of comic relief is not funny. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. actually more annoying than mm-hmm. anything else. Yep. So, you know, allowing a character like Batman to have like 1% of funny yeah, or something like that, that makes them more human and right. makes them more interesting. Yeah. And that way that populates the story more effectively. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we mentioned the creator of Elements of Light. Um, for people that don't know, uh, why don't you give us a little rundown of what the story is so far, what your plans are with it? Mm-hmm. Um, so the short answer is that Elements of Light is about two alchemists in a world of magic trying to create fake magic. Um, so that's the short premise. Um, but it is a long saga of a story. Um, these two alchemists um, have a rune shop in the kingdom of Nelly, and they're trying to create... Um, this artificial magic to help the Nelly army like be more self-sufficient um, to neighboring kingdoms or countries that are very versed in magic. In Elements of Light, the world, the rules of the world is that magic is a talent, not a skill. Mm-hmm. You can't learn to be a, a mage or anything right. like that. You're born with it. Mm-hmm. And so regular people are kind of lesser than because they don't have the the talent for it um however these two alchemists are trying to create uh the means for those regular people to be on the same playing field um however they have been unsuccessful in their research and the kingdom defunds them and so that's where you the story picks up um in issue one and there's a little bit more reasons to why the kingdom defunds them there's a lot of underlying reasons which comes into issue two Awesome, yeah. I'm. Uh, I mean, we read the first two issues, and um, you got a great artist on the book too. Yes, the Zong, Zong Brothers, is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. the the short The short way to say it is the Zong Brothers, um, Krishna and Ballroom Banerjee. They're actually twin brothers. Um, one twin does the pencil and inks, and the other does the colors and letters. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a good way to work team it out. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. So, how did you end up meeting these guys? Um, social media is the short answer. There's no like real amazing story behind it. Um, They, I think we were friends on Facebook or Twitter because I have a, um, on social media, I have a very big uh, circle of creators and writers and artists and things. And, 
you know, I said I, w- I was looking for artists to to help create elements of light. And I really, really loved their artwork and um, other things that they were doing. And I asked if they were available. They were like, yeah. So cool. um, we started writing right away before, you know, their time got snatched up. So the, the style and things in the art in the book um, reminds me very much of like Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, was that an idea that you had going into it, or was that something that's just their style and that's what they gave you? Um, that was definitely, that is definitely my influence. Um, okay. I am a huge anime and Final Fantasy um, and RPG fan, and I'm the kind of person that's like, I want to create the things that I love. Um, and so I took all of those things and threw them into one comic book. Um, the comic book kind of reads like an RPG, like you've got your, your alchemist and your mage and your paladin and things like that. Um, so I definitely wanted that aspect in the comic book. Um, it's definitely got these monsters and this feel of, you know, this team of people working towards a common goal like Final Fantasy and things like that. But, um... You know, I definitely wanted to twist it in a way where it was my own and not just me. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make it my own Final Fantasy. <laughs> like, um, I definitely wanted to to create a story that was unique. And it's it's a very foreign world. Um, we're not on Earth. And it, the world is very lush and rich and things like that. And that's what I was definitely going for. But it definitely has those inspirations. Yeah, it's always a big undertaking going into, like, high fantasy where you've got to pretty much create a whole universe it's not you know based in a reality we know right um so how much how much planning did you do how much do you have planned for for the series in general are you do you have an ending in mind are you pulling a robert kirkman just sort of going until (laughs) (laughs) until the well runs dry we're two issues into it yeah how how much more can we see um so eventually we will leave the nelly kingdom um and for those of you who are listening and you don't know what that means, you got to pick up the book. But <laughs> um, I do have an ending in mind. Um, and th- But that is such a huge gap of in between now and then. Um, I have no idea how long of a time span that will be. But there is an ending in mind. So it's not going to... You don't have to worry about it like uh, certain books or tv shows where it's just like okay guys you should just finish the series already um there is definitely an ending and when that when we come to that end of the road the car will come to a stop (laughs) but um as far as you know backstory and how much time it's spent uh creating the world um i spent about a good probably about a good like five to six years just in pre-production and writing, I'm actually uh, three volumes written ahead, wow. and I'm only on issue two. So I'm already about a good twelve issues written forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely did a lot of planning with character development and world building, especially since it is uh, we're not on Earth. Right. I had to physically you know, make the architecture and make the layout of the planet and yep. things. Like, and I did think about that, like mm-hmm. not just discovering, creating the world as I'm discovering yeah, it, yeah. but actually planned out the entire planet mm-hmm. where things are and made it geographically correct where if they're going south, things are 
going to get warmer or if they're going west there's there's a different layout in the architecture right, and right. and the people are actually physically going to be different there's different races and they are geographically correct mm-hmm. yeah on this planet that you don't know um <laughs> there are different uh inspirations to the the world like right now if you had to compare the Nelly kingdom to earth we would essentially be somewhere in india um and you could tell that by that that centerfold spread yeah. of the Nelly kingdom it's very uh agrabah if you will um but there will even though there are similarities to earth it's very new yeah. it's it's very you're not on earth that's not what's happening yeah. um so yeah i'm i'm excited to see i'm excited to definitely get the team of characters out of the nelly kingdom and get people like exploring the mm-hmm. world of yeah. Verum. Yeah. So is this your is this your first book that you've ever done? It is. So what uh, so what's kind of your background then and how did you get started in in this world of crazy world of comics? Um so my background is actually in filmmaking. Oh, um okay. I actually was a filmmaker and I had my own film festival for 5 years um oh, wow. prior to me moving to uh the Virginia area. Um, now how I got into comic books is that my older brother, Christopher Wade, uh, created our company, Sparkflow Studios as a multimedia company. He is a full-time animator. He makes cartoons for a living and it's his dream to make cartoons, um, within Sparkflow Studios. He's actually working on a short film, The Will of Monsters, um, who he has actually been creating since before I started Elements of Light. Um, and you you can actually, if you dig in the archives of YouTube, uh, The Will of Monsters was actually a previous uh, series called Pumpkin, Cham, and Pie. Um, and, you know, there's actually a few episodes online for Pumpkin, Cham, and Pie, and now he's reworking that. So he bought me in as uh, the associate... Uh, director for Sparkflow Studios and I know nothing about animation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I know good story, I know yeah. good editing, I know good character development, but when you ask when you ask me to sit in front of a computer and make things move, I'm like <laughs> you're funny. So, um I was like how do I make these worlds, these these genres meet mm-hmm. of I'm a filmmaker, my brother's an animator, he wants this uh, very alternate reality of human beings to take shape. How do I help create that? And thus, I began writing Elements of Light, and it was originally supposed to be an animated form. I was just going to ask that, it was going to animate it. Is there any plans in the future for that? because it's a series, and this was the trouble that we were running into for Pumpkin, Sham, and Pie when it was still under the name of Pumpkin, Sham, and Pie, it takes way too long for two people um, to animate a series. Right. Um, the time span for each episode, like, there were three to four months in between episodes, and we were like, we can't do that to our the audience. Fans yeah, are nuts. Right, yeah. and so... Yeah. 
that's when he re my brother reworked Pumpkin Shaman Pie into the Will of Monsters, making it a uh, a film, and then I took Elements of Light, reworking it from an anime series into a comic book, and that way we could get it to our audience faster, but yeah. still be effective. Yeah, uh, I was really trying to figure out how I can make Elements of Light still work. I had toyed around with a video game. Uh, it was originally, like I said, it was originally an anime series. Um, and then I finally settled on comic book, um, which seemed to, to work. And I can actually like get that produced in a manageable manner. And now, especially in the days of web comics, mm-hmm. I can actually publish it. I can actually show it as it's being published. Yeah. Um, and which is how Elements of Light is. So if you actually go to the website, eolcomic.blogspot.com, you can actually look at Elements of Light as the comic book is being released. Mm-hmm. And then once I finish the book and I send it to the printer, I take it down and then you have to buy the book. So mm-hmm. if you don't watch it live, you got to <laughs> buy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is this also going to be available like on Comixology and things like that for people? Or, or where f- can people get the book? Let's say they want to get it and they're not in the Virginia area. Where can they get the book? EOLcomics.blogspot.com. <laughs> um, so there's an online store. Or just then. click the link below. Yes. Um, yeah, so I do actually have a, a store on the website where you can actually buy the book and I will send it to you. Um, and... All of the merch that I'm selling here at NovaCon, you can actually buy on the website as well. Um, I, as of right now, I don't think I'm going to be on Comixology just because um, I want my credit. Mm-hmm. Just to be blatantly honest, <laughs> like yeah, I, um, I, I would, I like the, I like being able to see who my audience is mm-hmm. and the way my my website is set up, I can see who's viewing my comic, where they're viewing my comic, um, how they're viewing my comic, whether it's on a tablet or their phone or their PC or their their Mac right. and what part of the world they're in. Most of my audience right now is in United States and India. So I know... No, it's a great marketing tool yeah. so you know how to adjust the product exactly. that you have to yeah. Yeah. Right. So if it's on another platform, I kind of am shooting a shotgun in the dark yes yeah yeah the i think the formats it's good because i know i know like these guys don't have never read manga before i have um but it, it could draw that crowd in because it's got the you know like the final fantasy elements but it's also got the storytelling that western comics have yes. so um it's a really good combo there but yeah it's uh it's really good. I like I like the fact that there's color. Most most manga has that same style, but there's never any color, which the, you really sort of the miss. hash marks or the the grayscale. Right. I'm a big fan. See, that's where um, I'm an anime fan, but I love Western comics, and yeah. so I. A lot of people think like, oh, it reads like a manga, and for me, it's more of an anime on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the Elements of Light comic book is full color throughout with no advertisements. I'm big on that. Like I like creating things that I love. I don't want to see advertisements in my comic book. I don't want my comic book to have commercials. And it's like 34 pages yes. too. It's yeah. it's it's a thick it's a comic. Full comic yeah, book. Yeah, it's a thick comic. And so I'm really excited. Um, once issue three is done to be able to have like a full volume and yeah. you get to see a whole 
essentially a whole episode because mm-hmm. that's how I wrote it. Issues one, two, and three is volume one. That was episode one right. when it was in animated series form. So you're, you're, you guys are still not at the end of episode one yeah. of the first season. Yeah, think about it. You know, three issues. You know, ninety six pages. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. It is good. Yeah. And I like. It. And so, is your brother the one that's downstairs then, um, hanging out at the booth? No, actually, this is my cousin. Uh, my corn. Uh, my cousin Cornell is helping me for this event. This is his first convention ever. Oh. Okay. Um. So he is like a kid in the candy store. He doesn't know what to do with himself. And for the <laughs> most part, unless I'm like whisked away doing things like this or a workshop, I like go shoo him away from behind the booth. I'm like, go, go explore, go like be a nerd for the first time and so um it's really your wings and fly right like (laughs) go sprout anime wings or whatever and go shoot lasers out of your whatever like go do whatever nerd thing you desire to do um so he's really really excited um and um prior besides this being his novacon being his first convention he's also really excited to see uh, the inner workings of myself being a comic creator and like what it's like to live this life and all the things I have to do and it's like oh wow like you get to meet all these people he was so excited to meet John Wesley Ship yesterday yes. and yes. Um, he met like his childhood uh, hero of a wrestler the boogeyman Oh, that's right. I forgot he was going to be here. Yeah, so he got to, like, shake the boogeyman's hand. And oh, my God. Never heard all about that. I have no idea. Yeah. Rusty knows boogeyman. Maybe he's worms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the boogeyman. Right, yes. right. Oh, I forgot he was here. Is he um, here today? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so, um... Go eat some worms with him, Sam. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, he was unfamiliar about Stranger Things, so I after the mm. whole day was done, I... Sat him down and made him watch Stranger you, Things. I was like, did you make him binge yeah. watch Stranger Good. Things? Yeah, so like, we're gonna like... Here's your homework, more, sir. Yeah. Sit down and watch all of this. Right, and mm-hmm. so now he's like got his little like piece of paper and he's behind the table right now and he's got all of his like homework shows and comic books that he Good. used to watch to like catch up and really like explore this yeah. world that he's just mm-hmm. like dived in head first in. Get him to watch The Greatest American Hero since William's here. That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. right. Yeah. House, mm-hmm. the movie... The horror movie house. You gotta watch that one. Yeah. Um, so I also, I guess, I like your guys' steampunk glasses that you guys got. Thanks. Yes. I like those a lot. Those are really well done. Um, those are bi- mine. Um, <laughs> uh, both the ones that he's wearing and I'm wearing. Uh, I actually bought them at conventions. Uh, the ones that I wore, the diesel pump uh, glasses, I bought at my first convention. I think which was Otakon about five or six years ago um and actually i'm after this convention i have to prepare for in two weeks uh so i'm slightly freaking out about how i'm gonna like replenish my stock yeah, of books. Like all your books <laughs> which con do you have in two weeks uh otakon 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 um this is the first year so it's a lot of firsts uh mm-hmm. 2017. Yeah. This is the first year otakon is actually going to be in dc it's usually it's been in baltimore mm-hmm. it's whole existence up until this year so this is the first time it's actually going to be it's moved out of baltimore and it's moved to dc Mm -hmm. um so i bought my goggles from otakon 
at a diesel punk vendor and actually all of the leather and the metalwork is like hand stitched and made like it it looks awesome there was actually a vendor there that actually like does leather work and chain mail work and all this stuff and then um the other ones the steampunk goggles i bought from an artist alley at necocon um so i guess it's for like i had a year of like tradition where every con i go to i buy goggles but then i realized (laughs) that there were the eastern cons and then the western cons right. and so mm-hmm. i've attended some western cons and it's like oh all of the otaku fans aren't here so i don't get any goggles <laughs> yeah so did you see that dude selling skulls like a carved yeah skulls? oh my god <laughs> it's some are real yeah yeah i was like I don't, I don't know how i feel about that i know i was walking house. and i was walking by him yesterday in my cosplay he's like oh, excuse me could you take a picture holding my uh hydra skull i'm like Okay, <laughs> that one wasn't real though. No, that one wasn't real. That was because when he said it said uh, his website was Rusty. This is a real thing, dude. Yeah, his website said a uh, realhumanskull.com, and I said, "Oh my god, they're real human skulls." And he goes, "Only the ones in glass are real. The rest are not." And I'm looking at there's like three or four of them that are real. Yeah, yeah. he's got like in glass, in glass, coins in the eye socket. Or yeah. The teeth are still on there, and the, oh these uh, s- sketch designs throughout the skull. Yeah, he like right. etches into them, and it, it kind of rem- I'm afraid we, to ask we, that. He, it, he does have a sign that says it is not illegal to own human body parts or whatever. Like he does it, have a it's thing just the way that. you get them. I think that's yeah. illegal. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me. It's almost like a a live version of like skull candy that that art print that's mm-hmm. got like the the skull design. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like. like the, right. Exactly. The it's. Um, it's like a live version of that and then the real human ones are kind of like in this glass casing almost like the rose from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I thought it yeah. reminded me of Dresden Files when I first saw it. That's mm, what it reminded yeah. me of was the Dresden Files. But um, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's weird. weird. Yeah, like I walked up and I, I, just I was a like... haunting waiting to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I walked up and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I read the sign and was like, the ones that are in glass are real, and I was like, I immediately turned around. I was like, I want no part of that. Yeah, um, you just like, feel something. Yeah, it's like, and he's in a corner, so like, yeah. you start yeah, walking yeah, yeah, that yeah. way, and it feels kind of looming. And I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm gonna go gonna, say kind of Kelly have Hugh. Hellboy visit your your house one day, be like, yeah, I, it's haunted in here, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's a mess of shit. Yeah, like it's, it's, an, it's an interesting Novacon to say yeah, the least. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of different, like, the variety of vendors is, is huge. Yes. Kind of disappointed there's no, like. Yeah, there's no hardcovers or omnibus yeah, cells around here, but that's okay. You can get pins yeah, if you want them, comics. man. If you want pins, this is the con to get them at. Yeah, I was pins? able to find my kids a couple things, though, so that's yeah. good. That's good, yeah. Pins are, like, the easy, easy thing. Like, I have a, a huge thing of pins, and. You know, when you're not in con season, you sit down, you watch Netflix, and you just butt pin mash. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's just the easy thing. And then yeah. you've got stuff to sell. That's how, like, I spend my off season from cons is just I've got bookmarks and ba- badges and whatever show I'm in. I'm just binge watching, and I'm just mashing <laughs> buttons, or I've got my laminator making bookmarks. and mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. That's cool. So I got to ask that. Um, at Novacon this weekend, what is the coolest cosplay you've seen so far? 
Hmm. There's that dude who just walked in in like an eight foot robot. Yeah, suit. They're, they're literally on our way to to start this podcast. A uh, uh, eight foot like robot thing yeah. walked through the door. I didn't get to see what it was, but I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got an like androidy thing. Huge boots. He's on stilts. Got, like, stilts in them. Yeah, so. yeah. It's like two foot tall boots that he stands on. It's really cool though. Yeah, yeah there's an awesome R two D twos. Yep. Um, we have that some videos great. that you got. You can see everybody can see on our social media. I think one of the cool ones we did was with uh, Clark Kent and Superman. Superman, Clark Kent. It was yeah. uh, two brothers that are identical twins. Yes. One dressed up as Clark Kent. One dressed up as Superman. And they had some pretty cool, interesting stories. Yeah. You know, they go to yeah. Children's Hospital. Yeah. And do all sorts of really fun stuff. It was there's some good stuff there. I think my favorite cosplay was Gambit. Yeah. There's a really amazing gambit Absolutely. walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get a photo of it because it was, yeah. it's rusty. This thing is, oh, it looks so good. There's one. There's another guy who like looks like your stereotypical budget gambit. Budget gambit. <laughs> budget yeah. gambit. But then there's this other guy. He looks like movie ready gambit. Yeah. Like, yeah. This dude went all out. It is sick. His staff glows and stuff. Yeah, dude, oh, the yeah. staff glows. It lights up on either end. I'm just, I, I haven't seen him throw any cards. They may actually explode. He had, so oh, knows? yeah, he does have cards that like are in like a purplish sleeve, so it looks like they're glowing as he's holding them. And That's cool. Now, one of the, the cool ones that I saw, there is a girl walking around dressed as Link. Yes. Um, and she is cosplaying from Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. version of Link. Yeah. And she actually has like a guardian sword that actually lights up. Which, oh, wow. if you've played the oh, game, yeah, it is like one. pretty cool and it's very detailed. I mean, like very, very because the game has the certain detail to it mm-hmm. that she definitely like captured in her cosplay, which yeah. was really, really cool. I'll have to be on the lookout for that one. Yeah. Yeah, there's the the kid who was a tick trooper. Yeah, yes. that was awesome. There's like a so little like adorable. six year old kid walking around with like a blue spandex suit and then like a stormtrooper helmet that was painted blue. And then they put like the tick like antenna. Yeah, yeah. And so when he puts it on, he's a tick trooper. And then he has a little sign. Right. He has a little thought bubble that yeah, says yeah. spoon. Yeah. <laughs> and anyways, what we're talking about again, I have an interview with him on our social media. Great, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of good cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really impressed so, so far. I, you know, just get to know you a little bit better. I know you mentioned that you really enjoy anime and Western comics. So what are some of your favorite animes and some of your favorite comics? Okay, I am a huge fan. I'll go from west to east. Um, I'm a huge X-Men fan. Like, that pretty much is what started me on my nerd journey was 90s X-Men animated. Yes. I... Huge, huge, huge fan um, of X-Men. I'm a big fan of teams of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest fan of, like, solo hu- superheroes. Like, Superman I can do away with, but Justice League, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Like, I love hu- I love interaction with other characters because um, that's what makes them interesting. I don't think humans are meant to be alone. Um, and so I love X-Men. I love Avengers. My newfound favorites are like Teen Titans and Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, be, like I just love the teams of, of people, especially with the the younger group of superheroes because yeah. they're trying to figure out how to be superheroes, which yeah, is pretty cool. Um, and it's almost like you get to see a story from the beginning versus like Superman. He's kind of 
already Superman by the time yeah, he's been doing it. He's yeah. been doing it for a long time. So it's like, okay, you're like the old story now. But right. then to see Aqualad and Kid Flash and Robin come into their own with Starfire and Raven. Yeah. Side note, I'm I'm going to say this until it changes. I'm still sad that they got rid of Teen Titans only to do Teen Titans Go. Oh, no. That was like the worst decision ever. I'm with you. Um, But I'm (laughs) happy for Young Justice, so I guess that makes it better. Um, And so I'm I'm really hoping that at some point there comes like a new X-Men roster. Like, because before there was a comic book of new X-Men and there was a new set of students in the school. Yeah. But then they killed them all, and I'm like, well, that was dumb. I was reading that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still there. Yeah. If you read Generation X, they have all the students. That's probably my favorite X-Men book right now. It's the only one I can yeah. read. Now it's like, well, do you read current X-Men at all or no? Yes. So I, I'm not like... caught up on Blue and Gold, but yeah. I am I am itching to like, yeah. get on that page. Uh, I don't know. It's Ever since they brought back the original X-Men, I'm just, it's, I can't. Well, that was one of the things that I was talking about in my workshop was that um, I'm tired of mainstream comics hitting the reset button. Yep. You know, yeah. they they yeah. hit the reset button and they have the same reset button. Okay, uh, Barry Allen needs to run super fast to go to an alternate universe or an alternate time slot to, yeah. you know, go back in time or Jean Grey needs to start the X-Men over again. Like, okay, I'm tired. Just... Stick with this story plot and move forward. And give yeah. us characters that we can develop and grow Correct. and love with. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, I was totally okay when all of the older X-Men, like, were professors and they all had their own sub-teams. Like, yeah. they had the Hellions and, you know, Emma Frost had her own tiny X-Men squad and yeah. blase yeah. blase. Like, I was, I was great with that. Because then there was, like mutant school team rivalry and all this other stuff so i was yeah that was happy times for me and that's <laughs> it. um i'm all about i'm not a bit again i'm not a big manga reader just because i don't like the feel of reading backwards sorry i'm american <laughs> um sorry otaku fans but um big into uh anime i am my all-time favorite is full metal alchemist um, I sure. love, uh, right now I'm watching, uh, My Hero Academia, One Punch Man, Attack on Titan, um, let's see. It's sort of anime style, but did you watch that Castlevania? Oh, uh, yes, yes. I l- loved, hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I loved it. But I hated it because how dare they only give me four episodes? Yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah. next the next season. That's not a season. <laughs> the next chapter really is coming in like a few months. I yes. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna do it every six yeah. months, something yeah. like that's what they're doing. Like I would have much rather have waited, and you given me a complete season. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than you giving me spoonfuls of it, like. That doesn't... Yeah. It is a two-hour movie, though. I mean, if you break it down, it is almost... That is true. Well, I guess we're probably closer to, like, 90 minutes, because I guess yeah, they're, like, 23-minute episodes, but... Most animated movies are, like, an hour. Yeah. Minute, so yeah. You know what I mean, either way... So if you look at it more. as a Castlevania movie... Yeah. Then, then make it a so movie. Bad. 
Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. They should have just done that. Yeah, they just just made that. it a movie. But again, that's my own personal gripe. But yes, I did see Castlevania. That was um, amazing. The artwork was amazing. Yeah. Um, loved it. Um, yeah, like I was really big when uh, they revamped uh, Sailor Moon. Like that looked gorgeous because um, I felt like the artist and the animators of the newer Sailor Moon Crystal captured what the older 80s version tried to do with the transformations and how mm-hmm. beautiful it it looked and, and felt and things like that and yeah. really hashed out their powers instead of reusing the same uh, the same action scenes over and over. Right. Like, it was very... Of course, back then, like, animation was different, and so Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon, they reused the same action scenes over and over <laughs> mm-hmm. and over again. But, like, in Sailor Moon Crystal, they definitely took their time to actually develop their powers, and all the fighting scenes were different and cool yeah. and amazing, and special effects and lens flares everywhere, which is yeah. really nice. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of interesting. I grew up. I watched. I watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z, but those those are completely unacceptable. Like I can't watch the repeat. No, it's so ridiculous. And like three episodes of them powering up a Kamehameha. Yeah, like I can't. This is ridiculous. Fighting Frieza for like twenty four episodes. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to see how much I don't watch anime too much now. I love One Punch Man just because it's so funny. It's funny. It's such a great yeah. study of like culture too, and um, it's really good. You mentioned Full Metal Alchemist. That was like my high school, my favorite thing I watched throughout high school. Mm-hmm. That was when I also realized that like action scenes can be different. Like you can if they put the work in. Yes. It's not Dragon Ball Z. Like it's Dragon not. Ball Z is the bottom of the barrel when yes. it comes to action right. scenes. Right. Right. Um, so which which. And on and I, this is like, otaku anime. Like, someone is going to listen to this podcast and like, crucify me. But whatever, because I know what I'm talking about and I know what I'm doing. So, um, like, Dragon Ball Z. I don't get why so many people love it. Like, it drags on for ages and yeah. days, and they do the same thing, and they're constantly powering up, and, like, can, do we ever really, like, get the rules of the world? No. I think it's when, when I was younger, it was, like, the only thing... I, I it was, like, all you had. Was yeah, I think that's yeah, why. I think it just, it's a nostalgia thing for people. And, I mean, you know, look at, like, Power Rangers, you know? Like, yeah. if you look back at like the Power Rangers... Oh, yeah, my God, it was so corny and shit. But at the same time, like... That's what you had growing up. You're like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just that's yeah. what that was people's first introduction into uh, into anime and yeah. things. I know my first introduction into it was Dragon Ball Z, and uh, I think it's nowadays it's a little bit different because you have like Netflix and you have yeah. all these different things oh, you can yeah. access. But at the time, I mean, that's all you had is like what Cartoon Network and Adult you know, Swim. Adult, Adult Swim, yeah, play yeah, really yeah, 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 that was it. Now, now you just go on Crunchyroll, whatever. There was like a twelve-year-old telling yeah. us he's got a Crunchyroll yeah. subscription. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he has the infinite options. He and, could never yeah. do anything. And, and, you know, 
And so I was literally talking to a 12 year old earlier and, you know, I asked him what one of his favorite animes were and he said Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, how? (laughs) How? With all of the things you have now and the fact that you weren't born when Dragon Ball Z was the only option. The only option. Like, you have so many options now. Yeah, when his parents let him watch. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, that's probably like parent subjugation. (laughs) <laughs> I know, like my like my kid, my eight year old, he likes uh, anime stuff. But my wife is very, like, oh, I, I don't know. I want to make sure because she doesn't. She's not into that kind of stuff. Right. And so she sees like big boobs. Yeah. She's seen like the hentai stuff yeah. before, and she's like, I don't want him watching that. And I go, not all anime is yeah. like that. Yeah. And so I think that's part. I mean. Then again, though, he has snuck in a few things on Netflix where, like, I'll walk into the room and it's, like, super just ultra-violent and gory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know. It was, like, a witch one. I don't even know what it was. And I walked in and I go, oh, my God, what are you watching? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he goes, I'm yeah. just watching this cartoon about these three witches and they blah, blah, blah. And I go, no, no. you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, turn that off. One thing I'm really excited for, um, so beyond me being a nerd and a comic book writer, my full-time job is a ballroom dance instructor. Oh, wow. wow. And uh, there is a ballroom anime coming out. Oh. I am like, I've I've, I've never (laughs) had the two worlds meet, and like, the planets are about to collide, and I'm so excited to see what happens. What's the name of the animation company again? Oh your, no, your guys is you and your brothers. Oh, our Sparkflow Studios is is this production made by Sparkflow Studios? <laughs> I I so wish I thought of it first. I so wish I thought of it first, and like I was looking at the previews for it. Uh, it's called Welcome to the Ballroom, I believe that the anime is called, okay. and um, I was looking at the previews for it, and I'm like, all of it's correct. <laughs> like you, you know how like you have something in real life and you it goes into like cartoon form or vice yeah, versa yeah, yeah. and like you're waiting to see like where the slip up is gonna mm-hmm. be and I'm just looking at them like you're still waiting I'm still waiting <laughs> but I'm liking what I'm seeing this is amazing and they've still got like all of the anime faces like everything is really stretch I mean when you think about a ballroom dancer like they're tall and slender and lanky and the character designs like their necks are like two feet long and which is it works for the cartoon because of what they're trying to portray which is right. amazing i digress. i almost want to watch the trailer of that now yeah just to see what it's yeah all about. it seems interesting so fun i mean if yeah if you just even take a dip into the anime world there's so many weird things there there's like um there was an anime about that game i always forget what it's called with the white and black like tiles they use othello yeah, that's what I was saying. No, yeah, like, no, no, it's no, like no. chess. Checkers? <laughs> no, it wasn't chess. It was it's it's a, some sort of Asian game. Um, it, it's Mahjong. called like Mahjong. I don't know if it was that either. I think it might have been. It started with an H. Someone is probably yelling it right now. I don't remember what it was called, but that was like an entire series was just about that. Or there's like yeah. There's... Oh, it's the game at the, I'm trying. To, is it the game at the casino that? Um... Oh, I'll I'll try and see if I can now. find it. But yeah, so essentially, think of all of the things you have in live action. Mm-hmm. Anime is the mirror. Like, you have all of those weird things or great things or bad things that are in live action, and anime is just another version of it. Now, do you watch the uh, DC animated films at all? The good ones. 
good. <laughs> yeah. The DC's pretty good for They're, the most part. Yeah, the majority's good, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they do kind of slip. I mean, like, I have watched a large majority of them. Yeah. I do like to try to keep up, because if nothing else, especially with their films, yeah. their animation is great. Yeah. Sometimes their storytelling... For me, I, my no, opinion kind of falls, falls yeah. through the ground. Like, Justice League Dark. Why the hell Batman got to be in Justice League Dark? Mm, yeah. like, there was no reason to include him into that damn movie. Besides money. Yep. I mean, you put Batman in there, people are going to watch. But yeah, it's um, it's kind of cool. I like. I don't really watch things often, but I always put in the time for that DC animated movie. Yeah, like um, the most recent thing that I purchased was... Uh, the Teen Titans movie with the new Robin. Oh, yeah, with Damien. Yeah. Um, and so I thought the animation was great. Story was okay, but, I mean, it was pretty much on par with the rest of the DC movies that they put out, except for this one scene. And it completely takes you out of the mood of the entire movie. Really? All of the characters of the team of Teen Titans does a Sailor Moon transformation. I cannot. <laughs> they all spin around. They all do a spin and like there's like a dazzling background oh, wow. and like Starfire like puts on like and it and it like does a close up of her gauntlets coming onto her hands Jeez. and I'm like, when did we do that? Yeah. <laughs> oh when did God. when did that ever Show happen? Show me those comic panels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's be- yeah, that, that that's would weird. kind of ruin it. It's just like, what am I watching? It's <laughs> funny. Now, um, are you a? Do you read any image books or any other independent publishers right now? I try to. Um, now, I don't believe my again my opinion. I don't believe image is independent. Um, just because that is, that has image has become mainstream. I think they are just as far up there if not second tier under Marvel and DC. Um, For me, indie is like what I'm doing. Like you are self-published, you've got your webcomic on your site or or Tumblr or something and things like that. And there is a large, very overwhelmingly large community of those indie creators. But I do try to follow, if I were to put it on a hierarchy, the, the indie, the middle, the middle stream, and then the mainstream comics. Yeah, indie is yeah. a tough word now because like it, it is. technically it, means independently owned, right. which Image Comics are, but they're not like I want to say underground almost. They're like, not. I, I don't know. They're not. Know how to say they're not like they, they used to be. They're, they are oh, independent they're getting, they're getting mainstream movie options and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's, they're yeah. independent yeah. mainstream. Yes, they are still independent, right. but right. I still want to be careful with throwing yeah. that term indie right. around right. because. Um, you know, you are under a label right now. Yeah. Um, so that does change things as far as the status of your your indie status, if yeah. you were to... <laughs> there needs to be a new word for it. Yeah. Whoever whoever's making all these terms like I'm gonna finesse something, like just make a new word yeah. for it. There's someone out there. I think they're waiting like, for us to do that. Whoever the rappers are out there that make <laughs> right, this stuff. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Figure it out, man. Like Migos, whoever it is, I don't know. Cause cause it's the same as um, you know, like, are you a oh what's the a small business? Technically, McDonald's is a small business, but you wouldn't think McDonald's is a small business. Like it's, 
it's yeah, so it's mainstream uh, you've kind of outgrown that word now so yeah but uh either way i mean are i mean are there any image books you've been reading currently at all or um i've of course one of the main ones that i was reading was walking dead i've kind of fallen off just because in preparation for cons like yeah, of course I've, a lot of work to do yeah, yeah like i can't spend the time to actually sit down and read a comic mm-hmm. book yeah. anymore so if essentially if it's not on Netflix, I haven't been paying attention to it just because I like my background noise while I'm mashing my pins. But, <laughs> um, but um, no real, no title really sticks out to me that I've really dived into. Mm-hmm. Like I may have read a few pages here and there, right, or right, like right. read an issue or something like that, but. For if you're asking me if I've read anything, like I've invested time, like I know the characters, I know the story plot, I've right. got like at least two volumes under my belt of of worth of things that I read, and I don't have that at right, the current right. moment. That's understandable. You seem like a busy guy between the dancing and the mm-hmm. workshops and yep. conning out, yeah, writing your own book, yeah. It's uh, I don't have anything going on, so. I got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, he won't watch movies. No, I will not. Or TV shows. But I refuse. Awesome. What do you do? Read. I read comics. He oh, works, works out. out. <laughs> Look at them guys. So after that Wesley Ship compliment. Yeah, John Wesley Ship. Uh, it was calling him out about working out yesterday. It was, hilarious. It was yeah. most, one of the funniest. They paid me twenty thousand dollars for that. Like that. Yes. Oh my god, it was hilarious. That was fun. Do you work out? No. I mean, I know you said it jokingly, but. Bullshit, you don't work out. Right, right. They paid $20,000 to build these onto my suit. <laughs> so we've been hogging the light from Rusty over Yeah, there. we have. What? I'm sitting here listening and enjoying y'all. Y'all are going off on this. <laughs> and that's what we're saying. We've kind of excluded you. So yeah. uh, jump on in over here. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that we like you know we finally got this thing going on and everything, and it seems like your comics are doing really well. And you know what? You seem like a really cool guy. Just to be honest, like oh, you sound like someone that I would hang out with outside of uh, you know interviews and business and everything else. Yatta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I try to be. Um, you know, I think one of the things uh, that people were really surprised of after. Uh, my workshop is one of the last things that I talked about because I was really trying to get through everything is that when I'm writing uh, and doing character development, I actually have a character profile worksheet that has a lot of blank information like what's your character's name, age, uh, interest. Yeah, interest. Yeah, but like things... Also, things that you don't think about, like what's their astrology sign, you know, how many times have they moved in the past five years, hmm. things that really like make a character who they are, and not and besides hair color, eye color, you know, the are they, yeah, generic. the standard things, like right. things that you really have to sit down and think about. And I told everyone at the, the workshop, I was like, hey, if you want this worksheet, 
uh, meet me at my table and I'll take down your email and I'll send it to you. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, it's relaxed. It's an email. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not like yeah, it's a untouchable. Yeah. yeah. If you've got Word, I mean, that's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's a PDF file. So like. But um, yeah, so we should probably get back to the con now. Get some, uh, get some more. Oh yeah, my cousin's still stuck at my table. Get some more He just gave away the last of his stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're probably gonna get back and have notebooks left. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and uh, see what's going on. See what that eight foot robot's up to. If he's uh, crushed anyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. we have to figure out what he is. You got an after party to go to. to oh, maybe he's an Ava. Yes. You know what we need is a picture of the little tick trooper standing up to that big robot. That's a that would be adorable. Yes, it would. They're like have him laying on the ground. He would. He would literally be. The size of a boot. That would be yeah, amazing. That's that's something we need to try and orchestrate. Yes. But um, it's been great having you on. Great Thank, you Thank you guys. Yeah, I know we were talking about it on Twitter for like a while. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. just so happened to be sitting across from each other at the con. Yeah, I didn't even talk about that. It's awesome. Small world. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's yeah, been a great no, con. It's been, it's been really a lot fun. of fun. Are you going to the after party tonight? <laughs> of course. Cool. Yeah, Time to like cha cha with somebody. Well, we heard that we heard there's gonna be a lip sync battle. So yes, um, because I know Kevin outside of the convention um, that this is something that he has done at his bar uh, for the last two or three years. So mm -hmm. as soon as I saw it on the schedule, I was like, well, duh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the after party even at? Is it at the hotel bar or is it? I think it's actually in the old Dominion room, possibly, but I don't know. Ah, we'll find out. Okay. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find a schedule this, somewhere. This place is like, there's like seven different elevators. Yeah, it's One like Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It, it keeps is. changing every yeah. time. You're like, yeah. I, I just it was on something. That, that was a hallway there. And it only goes up one floor? Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. You walk up like four flights of stairs. It's like, yeah, you went up a floor. What? What? How long was I? I know. I'm on the fifth floor, but I parked on the, the second floor. Oh my floor. god, I did that yesterday! Yes. That was the weirdest thing. It's really it took me bizarre. three hours to find my car. Not find my car where I parked, just to floor. find the space to, oh to where god. I can get to my car. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird, Rusty. Really weird. No, you're just going to miss out on it, man. You should have been here. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, we'll send stuff. Cool. All of us having fun. We'll send you the bill. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much yeah, for having you. me on the podcast. It's been, it's been amazing. Hey, thank you, man. Hopefully we talked about Elements of Light stuff. Yeah, we did that, right? Yeah, yeah we, did. we did. All right. Let's plug it again. Let's plug it all again. Um, yeah, where can people find? I mean, if they want to follow you on on Twitter, um, you can follow me on Twitter, Tyrone Hydraulic. Um, you can follow the comic book on Twitter, uh, Elements of Light. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Tyrone Selby, and on the comic book on Facebook, mm -hmm. Elements of Light. And you can also go on the website for all of these things, eolcomic.blogspot.com. Or really easy to scroll down to the bottom of this podcast and in our description, click on the link. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Click all on right. the invisible link below that does not exist yet, but it will by the end of time it's published. This is published. <laughs> all possible because you're in the Ritz-Carlton. That's right. The land of <laughs> mystery and lostness. Yes. All right. All right. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.